0: Hello everybody! Um, Thanks for listening and to the feedback that I have already received as well from the last episode. Um, I'm just so honored and appreciated that I am able to uh, impact and resonate with others out there because again, that is my ultimate goal and to hopefully either inspire or guide you down the path to your purpose. and that being said, I bet some of you are already wondering, like, what what what's your purpose? Like, what's my purpose? And mine comes really down to exactly this of, like, impacting other people's lives for the better, including my own. And that's actually where it started. So I actually had, like, a life-altering moment. Um seven years ago, uh, and I'll get more into it actually um, in detail, but to summarize, um, because this is another big topic in life of burnout, um, ultimately I was burned out, I was working three jobs, I was in working in three different cities, um, driving, traveling, like just complete Burnout to the point that I recognized I was burning out, and um, at the time, actually, again, I spoke about GT's on the beach. Uh, in my last episode, so I'm gonna mention them again because um, I was working. I bartended at GT's on the beach, and I was working one day, and it was hot. It was in August. It was close to end of the season. And with my other two jobs, juggling them and traveling and all this stuff, um, I could really start to feel it on my body. And I went to one of the owners and I was like, hey, like, can I have tomorrow off? I really just need a day, right? So I did honor and recognize that I needed a day and that I was burning out. And at the time, um, and, and he was like, yeah, of course, like." take the day. Um, and at the time uh, I was staying at a friend's house in Port Stanley, uh, when I would work, uh, at GTs. And, um, what I should have done was worked that shift and then spent the night there and headed home. Well, I also had one goal in mind, which was Get the f home and sleep in your own bed for once because also i was like bunking with a friend in port stanley sometimes i would go to london and hang out and stay with my friends for the odd night it was staying at my husband who he was my <clears throat> fiance at the time that's a whole other story <laughs> um and like i rarely slept on my own bed so you know when you have that like oh my gosh i just want my bed so I had worked the bar shift till close that night and closed up the shop and I had it home from Port Stanley to Cambridge um, which is a good hour, 45 minute drive and it was already really late. It was about 2 a.m. when I left so I was tired, right? I was already burnt out. It was late um, and whatnot. And what I'm about to tell you also is something that I actually used to be afraid to tell people based off of them judging what had happened. And I'll get more into that in a bit, but just keep that in mind. So I'm driving home, starting to feel exhausted and I could start to feel myself drift, right? Your eyes start to close. You start to head bop. I think, Ugh large amount of us listening have been there, which scares me because I had been there before too. Um, So I had pulled over at a service station, I got a coffee, I washed my face, I like danced around, I drove down the 401 with my windows down. And so this was in 2014. So I mean, and that I had a Honda Civic, so like I didn't have Bluetooth and didn't really want to call anyone at 3 a.m. even though I know I could have so I had my windows down and then if anyone drives down the highway with the windows down you know it gets a little annoying so anyways I put them up and when I had gotten back on the road with like that um, I remember I was like okay I got this I got this like I'm, I'm almost home drank my coffee sipped on my coffee and I remember seeing the sign for six interchanges for Cambridge. And I thought, oh, gosh, like, this is the home stretch. I'm two exits from that sign. Okay. And I'm like, okay, okay, I got this. I'm like, I'm almost home. And next thing you know, the next thing that I lived in that moment was waking up to my car rolling so I had been in such an exhausted state of mind that I actually fell asleep on the wheel had no clue and rolled my car four or five times and I know four or five times because there was a witness behind me and I always take a big sigh of relief when I tell the story because it is so dear to me. I'm so appreciated that I even get to tell this story, not only because that means I'm alive, but that is, was the pivotal point of me finding my purpose. That moment, and I'll continue what happened, <laughs> was the biggest point of my life me to say, I am still here to tell my story and to make an impact and to help others and to educate others and inspire people in some shape or form. And so, although there's other things and stories and situations that have contributed to my purpose, this was the biggest moment of my personal and professional life. So. When I woke up in that mid-roll, all I could, like, I instantly, all that went through my head was, this is it. This is it. Because how am I going to get myself out of this position right now? And I was scared. Like, if I've lived anything scary, that is the scariest. And I don't even know if it gets (laughs) more scarier than that. And... I, I was like, this is it, like, uh, that's it. And I was mad, too, because, you know, I didn't get to do so much. And I, there was still so much I wanted to do. And this all happened so fast. And I can't quite, quite remember how many more times I rolled in that moment because so much was going on. But all of a sudden, my car came to a complete stop on all four wheels at the side of the road into a ditch on the highway. And I thank the Lord almost daily on this that I didn't involve anyone else. I didn't collide with another vehicle because I know we've heard of those stories where whether you fall asleep in the wheel or a drunk driver or distracted driver, hit somebody else and injure innocent person so that I am super grateful for but because it was at that time around like 3 a.m. or something crazy the highway was quiet so so grateful for that and all of a sudden I see this lady running towards me and oh because sorry as soon as my car got on all four wheels My initial reaction was just like, I gotta get the heck out of this car. I was so scared. I was so groggy because of that, like, awakening feeling. And I was just in complete shock. So without even really investigating first, if my body was, like, severely injured, I just was like, I gotta get out of here. And luckily, my car door, my driver car door this is what's also freaky sometimes, was the only door on my whole entire car that wasn't damaged or um, like rammed in and the only window that didn't break. So I was able to get off, I mean, get out of my car and this lady is running towards me and she was my witness, the one and only. Um, And bless her soul because, gosh, she was like an angel sent from above. Because she was on her way to work as a 911 dispatcher. Like, I even get chills when I hear that still. So she knew everything to ask me, everything to do. She called 911 because my, my phone was nowhere to be found. Um and she just took me under her freaking wings and what's really really neat is um we exchanged contact or um i found her on social media um and this is you know seven years ago oh it'll be eight years this year and um we've been in touch ever since which is really neat because she plays like such a huge um Part in that story, which I have told her already that I'd love to have her on the podcast one day so we could talk about it together um, from her side and with me and talk about another life lesson from this. Um, Anyway, so she just took me under her wing. She took care of me. She knew who to call, etc. So her first question was like, "Are you okay?" And maybe we'll go more into this with her, but. Physically, like, again, another huge thing that was really appreciative is I physically had no major damage. And later on, like, I had to go, so fire and EMS arrived, police arrived. I had to do a whole, like, I had to go through a whole thing. That's just like a whole other story of what I had to go through and the lessons that I learned. But the bottom line is, is that I physically didn't have any major injuries when I got uh, assessed at the hospital. I remember the doctor coming out and him saying, um, I really don't know what to tell you but you're completely fine and like all your scans are fine. Mind you, he did inform me that because my body was asleep and in a relaxing state he believes that my body didn't have time to react or do anything in order to perhaps create larger injuries. I don't, really, I don't care what the answer is, I just am so grateful that I didn't have any major injury. I mean, I had some glass marks around me, um, but like minor, and I had some pretty bad like neck uh, whiplash, Because I think even just like the pull of the seatbelt in that part, and I struggled with that for some years. But actually through my own like exercising um, therapy and like I did physio for uh, about a year and a half after that accident, um, I don't have a ton of uh, pain or sensitivities to it anymore. Um, So I feel like this is a topic I could go on and on about. So this episode either may go longer or I'll save it for another one. Um, but wow, that like, and I mean, I mean, if you have any like personal questions, just always feel free to message me privately. Again, you can find me on um, Instagram and I will attach my page at the bottom here if you don't already follow me and are listening to this. But that was the biggest turning point for me of holy crap. I'm still here on earth. The, it, like the Lord still wants me here. And I have people to serve and help. And that's exactly what I've been doing for the last seven years. Between both my businesses, but also just on a personal level. Working on me in on the inside. And learning things like when to slow down when to recognize burnout so if i want to give you guys any huge life lessons from this topic alone it is to recognize burnout feel your body when it's coming and there's so many ways to tell between exhaustion your mood your energy levels the conflicts you may have at home because you're burnt out, because all you're doing is working. And I know that feeling because I did it. And that's what got me into that position. And if I can inspire or help anyone with these few goals, it's because I don't want you to be in that position I was in at all. No matter what the outcome is. I got lucky. But I'm also a believer, so I believe that I was still meant on earth to complete my journey and that my purpose was still out there. I wasn't even a mom yet. So like I I knew since a little girl I was going to be a mother and I wanted to be a wife and I wanted to help people. I already knew that. But that moment was the biggest moment for me to be like, get your crap in gear, Lindsay. So recognize burnout. And again, if you don't know, you'll know, because I recognized it. I was just a little too late. Number two, if you're driving and you're tired, please either do one of the following or all of them. Call a friend. Pull over. Stop and stay somewhere for the night. Call a friend to come pick you up and go get your car the next day. Those are, and of course, in every scenario, do it safely. But I cannot stress this one, because again, if I had known those before, Or if I wasn't just so focused on sleeping in my own bed and instead just one more night at my friends or like whatever. Maybe I wouldn't have gone through that. But what it's also taught me is me going through that and the person I have become since and the person I'm still becoming is that I get to tell this story. And it's a huge, massive piece of my story and my purpose on so many things I do in life. So I don't play the pity party for myself that that happened. And I didn't spiral myself down a dark path because that happened to me. I took the pain that I went through physically, mentally, emotionally in that scenario, and I turned it into my purpose took the pain and I turned it into my purpose, which is impacting people, helping people, supporting people, advising, being that safe sounding board for someone, whatever it is. Everyone's different. Everyone has different departments in their life that they're working on. And... My final lesson from this is kind of just summarized it, but <laughs> is don't let a crappy situation like that, define who you are or define your outcome. So any type of crappy, crummy, bad, life situation or season you go through don't allow it to define who you become in that in a negative way so like I just summarized I took all that and I churned that pain into my purpose um And I say pain because I know I said I didn't go through a lot of physical pain, mind you, like I did, like for a while physically. I just meant like I didn't have major, like, life-threatening injuries from that accident. But I actually struggled more um, mentally and emotionally. You know, I went through a lot of, like, post-traumatic from it, really, really. It just took me a while to really comprehend, like, that one, that it happened, um, getting over the shock of it that it happened, the fact that I scared so many people close to me. um, I carried that weight even for a bit. Um, The fear of driving again. um, So I feel like I maybe struggled with the recovery more of that accident mentally and emotionally opposed to just physically. But I feel like all parts really got a little impacted. Um, but yeah, I've struggled. Uh, I actually even still struggle, um, a little bit with emotionally and mentally with when it comes to driving, I would say the most, I mean, I don't fear driving necessarily. Um, I find that I am a good driver, but and that I got right back into driving. As soon as I physically healed, like, with my arm and a little bit of tightness and stuff in my neck. And, like, figuring out my whole car situation, period. Um, I got right back into driving. And I just took it slow. Like, I just took it slow, listened to my body. And um, so, yeah, I find I'm a good driver. I just feel like from that accident, I'm a lot more aware. And I say that meaning... Because I've gone through that, because I fell asleep on the wheel and caused this to myself in a very scary situation, it made me really realize and understand like, holy crap, people, like this happens. And like, I could be driving in the future and not know who the oncoming traffic is and what they're doing and what their story is. Same goes with, right, distracted driving, dr- drunk drivers, um, falling asleep on the wheel is, they're in that category. You have no idea, right? So I feel like I'm just very aware of my surroundings, which I find isn't a bad thing. But sometimes I get fearful of being of like certain distances and stuff um, with driving. And ever since my accident, I just do not. And I try to avoid any um, driving in the dark, uh, especially in like country roads or highways that are empty. And... Um, long-distance driving by myself. Those things I avoid because I know that they not only trigger me, they like long drives by myself make me tired. Um, so it's recognizing those things that I know could either trigger me or put me in a tired state because then I feel like I get a little anxious or antsy, um, which then is just never good to be on the road. So it's just really being aware of, like, how I feel, again, mentally, emotionally, and physical. Physical being tired. Mentally and emotionally, like, what's going through my head while I'm driving? Um, and knock on some wood if you're listening, but, like, I haven't had, like, a single thing happen to me in any type of um accident since then that's a lie we got rear-ended in a car wash yeah you heard me rear-ended in a car wash (laughs) this only happened last year and that's the only little collision I have been in since that accident and so clearly that wasn't my fault um I wasn't driving either but anyways um Yeah, just being aware, being aware of my surroundings, being aware of just how I feel. So also that's another lesson, right? Even when you're driving, it kind of goes with like the burnout stage or feeling like you're getting tired, but also mentally and emotionally, right? It's like, I don't like driving if I'm like upset over something because I feel like my mind is busy and occupied and then I feel like it could affect my driving. That's me, may not be you. You may love a good cruise when you're not feeling your best. But for me personally... I don't like doing it because I feel like I'm distracted and then I get anxious a little bit. Um, And the nighttime driving thing, yeah, I just try to avoid it at all costs because luckily with my businesses and stuff, um, if I am out late at night, I'm usually with somebody, um, which always makes me feel more comfortable. And then lucky for me, anytime my husband and I drive anywhere together, he always has to be the driver period, because he gets, um, motion sickness as a passenger. So I always get a free pass then. Um, I feel like I've rambled so much that I feel like I'm missing something so vital and it isn't coming to me, but don't worry this topic and part of my, uh, life will come up a bunch because I'll reference it a lot so I really just one wanted you guys to um, know about it because it's, not only is it something about me but it is like like I said earlier the, mo- the biggest turning point in my personal and professional life in discovering my true purpose. So, I mean, my gift was life, and now my gift is to share and impact others. And, I mean, that all goes back to your purpose. So, um, yeah, like I said, I feel like I am missing something so important, um, And I'm sure when I end this, it will come to me. So on that note, I'm going to hit stop. Thank you so much for tuning in, listening to this. And I hope that you guys either got something from that um, or will be able to be a bit more aware of certain situations and environments moving forward when it comes to driving or burnout, oh my gosh, I remember what I was going to say, <laughs> see, this always happens, burnout, the word burnout, um, I just really want to touch on this quick, but what ha- that accident happening to me really discovered my foundation of like what I wanted my future to look like, meaning I, I couldn't go back to that life of working the three jobs I mean, the beach was coming to a close because it was end of season, so I didn't go back. Um, The family that I was nannying, if I remember correctly, I returned to for when I healed. Um, Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Um, I was nannying a family, so I returned to them after I took some time to like physically recover. And I was also personal training, so I uh, one-on-one clients. So I uh, had stopped that just temporarily because physically, mentally, and emotionally, I just wasn't in it. So I actually dropped to one job, but then it was like the foundation of like, what do I want my future to look like? How do I want it to look when it comes to work and take on? And I was always known for taking on so much. So now I'm just super aware of that and landing the two businesses that I'm in now has given me all the flexibility and freedom to be able to determine how much energy and exhaustion that I'm allowing myself to get to because it's all in the control of my hands essentially, even if it means I have to do a little bit more work here, a little bit more work there. At least I'm not running around going to three different jobs and these businesses have allowed me to build successful businesses that allow me to do exactly what I'm doing. So that was the little added nugget I wanted to say, but um, yeah, I hope you guys got something out of it. I hope that you guys feel uh, moved by that because I know that not only is it a pretty deep and heavy topic, because I feel like, at, like I said at the beginning, like I feel like at first I would tell people and I'd be like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to tell them. I don't know how like that could like affect them or make them feel uncomfortable. And then I was like, Pff, that's exactly part of it. I'm here still to tell the story, to maybe help save someone's life or change their life in some shape or form, amongst many other things. So sharing this was on top of my list on my podcast and to be able to connect and relate or uh, move somebody, anybody, which I know I will because it is a very, I think if you've heard me sigh a bunch It's because it's like that sigh of relief for myself and I just feel so appreciated to, one, tell this story, grateful for everything I have and all the people that supported me through that journey of my life um, and still do when I have some moments. Um, I find that sigh that I just talked about is the sigh that I have when I always drive by exactly where the accident was because... Um, I've done that ride home a hundred times since the accident because I often go to London from time to time throughout the years. So I do that drive home and I always know where the spot is. And every time I drive by it, my body just naturally does that sigh. But, um, on that note quick, (laughs) the crazy thing is the last time I did this drive, I was with my husband. I timed how long it took for me to see that Cambridge six interchanges sign to my accident. And it was something like three minutes and 30 something seconds. So think about that for a minute for three minutes. I had no clue what was going on because that was the last thing I remembered. And then the last thing that uh, the first thing that I uh, woke up to anyways. I will sit here and ramble about this story, but like I said, I promise it will come up many times to reference or to pull from. Thank you for listening. And like always, thank you so much for allowing me to share this. And I hope that you guys have an amazing day and learn something from this topic that is so dear to me. Talk to you real soon.